0: I'm Robin Hawkins and you're listening to Watered Down Women.
1: Watered down women with the dreams a joy has been washed down the, the year
0: 1930 was ushered in with little fanfare as the stock market crash had triggered the Great Depression. The world was shaken. families were devastated by a lack of assuredness, a lack of food, and an overwhelming lack of hope. During this time, millions of American workers lost their jobs, and as the employment rates dropped, the crime rates soared. Although the majority of people in the United States were suffering, the poor were hardest hit. Data from that period shows that male workers were more adversely affected than females, low-skilled males in particular. In order to support their families and to cope with the emotional depression caused by the Great Depression, a number of Appalachian men resorted to the illegal trafficking of liquor as a means of financial gains. Bootlegging, or rum-running, of homemade hooch or moonshine became a lucrative operation for many clandestine entrepreneurs. The fact that this illicit and inferior form of alcohol sickened, blinded, or killed many who consumed it didn't stop the demand for its supply. Conceivably, the man who caught the eye of Eliza Tackett might have found employment in this line of work and enticed her with the revenue earned from this vocation. In an era of desperation and disorder, a trend arose in which men, in order to avoid the high legal costs of an attorney and court fees, would simply leave or walk away from their wives and families, and this practice became known as the poor man's divorce. Some of these men would move on to a different abandoned family, simply move in, and become the new man of the house. The fact that Jess Hall had been married twice before meeting Eliza could have been the results of actual formal and legal unions, or, and more than likely, the result of what became more and more popular at that time, and that was what we refer to as a common-law marriage. Or cohabitation without purchasing a marriage license, regardless of the legality of his former unions, Eliza was either smitten enough by his attention or desperate enough in her situation to agree to marry Jess Rowe Hall and leave the only life she knew in the hills of Kentucky, and venture east, under the erroneous promise of hope and prosperity in the state of West Virginia. Prior to the halls moving there, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt traveled to West Virginia and brought national attention to this impoverished region. Famous photographers and newspaper cameras exploited the West Virginians and portrayed them as ignorant poor people with large families crowded into dilapidated cabins and run-down shacks. Outsiders to the area viewed most Appalachians as isolated and inbred, and photographs taken during that time pictured barefoot kids in rags and run-down lean-tos for houses. And this portrayal left the rest of the world with the impression that these people were your quintessential hillbillies, and they blamed ignorance and incest as the reasons for their destitute social condition. Most likely when Eliza arrived in this neighboring state, she was greeted with those very same conditions. The year is now 1935. And within the next few years, Eliza will give birth to six children and make countless moves between Kentucky and West Virginia under the heavy-handed leadership of her husband. In her younger days, Eliza was accustomed to overly forceful men and that she very well might have witnessed aggressive and threatening actions by her own brothers. Physical abuse of women at the hands of the men in her life seemed to be commonplace for this helpless and tormented young woman. According to Renee, a distant family member, this was exactly the case growing up in our family as a great niece of Eliza Hall's for the life that she led and being the third wife of Jesse Hall I can see why she just didn't think anything of it whenever he told her that he was going to kill her because my grandfather her one of her older brothers literally abused and beat his wife so in coming out of the hills of Kentucky They did whatever they were told by their man because that's how they were raised. Whatever your husband told you, whatever he did to you, you took it and you kept your mouth shut, and that's how you lived. Suspecting that Eliza was quite familiar with the lewd and brazen actions of her male siblings, one might reasonably question as to why she would be drawn toward a man like Jess Hall. The not-so-simple answer might be, because abusive men don't always behave as monsters. More often than not, they start out as kind, charming, and maybe even quite sensitive. But once they have their victim caught in their trap of hopelessness and despair, the mask comes off and their evil true self is revealed. Some people aren't able to comprehend how a person can remain in an abusive relationship but fear, lack of financial resources, having children with that person, and yes, even love for the abuser can hold a woman captive to her perpetrator. Although I am not an expert in human behavior, I am a woman, and I know enough other women to know that when a relationship goes wrong, a female often has a tendency to believe that something must be wrong with her. Eliza might have felt responsible for Jess's violent propensity. She might have reasoned that she needed to work on herself and improve her imperfections in order to keep her man happy and appeased. In searching the phrase female behavior, Wikipedia reports femininity, also called womanliness or girlishness, is a set of attributes, behaviors, and roles. Generally associated with women and girls. Although femininity is socially constructed, research indicates that some behaviors considered feminine are biologically influenced. I don't want to get lost in the nature versus nurture discussion, so I'll just go as far as to define the two, with nature referring to one's genetic or biological predispositions, whereas nurture. Refers to one's learning and behaviors as being influenced by their environment. What did Eliza's life look like during this time? From what we've already learned, we can infer that she was abused, quite poor, and burdened with the responsibility of raising several children with little material means of caring for them. But might we believe that she still dreamed? still hoped still imagined and might the lyrics of one of the most popular songs of that era have captured the very thoughts in her mind and heart blue moon written by richard rogers and Lawrence hart in 1934 was a song that imagined a young woman singing rather than saying her prayers I can't imagine a person alive or whoever lived that didn't dream or envision a better life. Eliza probably did dream of a more desirable life, but a harsh reality lay before her eyes as she, by the age of 30, was mother to several children. Census records from that period are sketchy, but report that she birthed four daughters, whose lives we'll explore in later episodes, and three sons, two sharing an identical name, and one whose later life of crime could fill its very own podcast. Subsequent jail records reveal that her husband spent much of this time incarcerated for various crimes, such as assault and battery, intoxication, and drunk and disorderly conduct. His time in the big house left Eliza alone in their own house. Forced to rely on government assistance or the generosity of neighbors to help feed and support their children. As the decade winded down and the Second World War was waging in Europe, the Hall family continued to move from place to place, struggling to make ends meet, as Jess's behavior required him to spend much of that time in and out of jail. When the United States entered into World War II, industry was booming across the country and particularly in the northern manufacturing cities of Detroit, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Many hard-working and motivated Appalachian men relocated their families from impoverished towns in Kentucky and West Virginia and headed north to the promise of work and a better life. A large migration of southern families descended on a small north central Ohio town of Mansfield and brought their traditions, customs, and in many cases, their habits along with them. And that these families clustered together in the same neighborhood, that area of town became degradingly known as Little Kentucky. Eliza joined Jess and climbed aboard this northbound bandwagon, not knowing that it would lead each of them to the end of the road. Weekend in
1: while searching for love no pain in this world with no help from above
0: Passionate grab a promises. shovel and join me each monday as we dig a little deeper and uncover the tragedies of watered down women
1: ended in death girls shattered in of the fairy tale life was filled with the agony of roses and strife reaching for anything that resembled promise not knowing the savagery that was a mess. watered down women with diluted dreams all hopeful joy has been washed down the street a fool's paradise.